Welcome to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders, hosted by Cheryl Toth and Mike Sakopoulos, and produced by the American Association for Physician Leadership. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Cheryl Toth, co-host of Sound Practice, and today is the first day of 2020. Happy New Year, Tothy, and welcome, everyone, to the podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Sakopoulos. Mike, you are a hearty Midwesterner just like me. And I'll bet today you'll be watching football at some point. Am I right? Uh, absolutely. Um, at least you're right about the watching of football, Tothy. I'm not so sure about the hardy part. But, um, <laughs> but yes, I'll be watching some football. And it's Rose Bowl time for a parade and the whole bit. Looking forward to it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, my college team, unfortunately, is out of the January 1st games this year. But nonetheless... Ooh. I raised the point about football because it's a great opportunity to, to kick off. Did you oh, say I did just oh, very smooth off today's episode about morning huddles. Morning huddles. All right, that that sounds um, that sounds great. I got to tell you, Tothi, every time I hear huddle, it makes me think of the restaurants um, in the South Huddle houses. So it just makes me hungry. But well, I'm hungry for knowledge too. So let's let's move um, let's move forward. Wait, we can move forward, but let's stop right there for a second. What do they serve at the huddle houses? I'm not familiar with these. It is, it, it is the fierce competitor of the Waffle House. Oh. So if you can think of a Waffle House, then just kind of, I hate to say it, but just like a half a notch below Waffle House. Uh-oh. All right. Assuming that that's possible, okay. ranks the huddle house. Okay. Well, then we got a little, got a little background in huddle houses, too. So morning huddles, huddle houses, I had the pleasure recently of sitting down and talking about the morning huddle with Dr. Thomas Zock, and he leads the morning huddles, actually three huddles a day, five days a week, he's going to talk about wow. that in our interview, um, at, uh, at Ascension, Wisconsin, and he was really one of the most genuine and authentic leaders I've ever spoken with. He really embodies the spirit of servant leadership. And I think listeners nice. are going to hear that in our conversation. And ironically, Dr. Zock shared with me that he was the quarterback of his high school football team. So wow. in a way, he's come full circle. All right. Well, very interesting. Yes, your discussion with Dr. Zock is rich with practical details of why Ascension Wisconsin initiated the huddles back in 2017. Now, three years ago, right, Tothi, since we've just clicked to a new year. Yep. And the lessons that Dr. Zock and other colleagues have learned from those huddles, of course, the positive impacts it's having on patient care and employee communication within them, all very impressive and something our listeners should be looking forward to hearing. Great. Well, we are going to get to my interview in two shakes of a lamb's tail. But <laughs> before we cut to that, I've got the first word of the show for 2020. Ooh, I am so glad we've kept this little feature going today. Uh, you know that I absolutely love Word of the Show, so let me hear it, Tothi. All right, I know you do. And I decided I'm going to amuse myself, and hopefully you and our listeners, by picking some fun words for the next few episodes. And today's fun word is bumfuzzle. <laughs> to confuse or fluster. It's a word from the Southern U.S., definitely a regionalism, this word is less popular, but I think much more hilarious than some of its counterparts, which I'm sure you've heard and I've heard you use, bum, uh, befuddle or bewilder. 
So mm. those words are nice, but just not as fun as bumfuzzle. So I'm going for fun. Well, you've absolutely nailed it with bumfuzzle, Tothi. So uh, <laughs> well you. done. And I won't even attempt to um, try to use it in a sentence right okay. now because I want to move immediately on to hearing what uh, Dr. Zock has to tell us about huddles. Our guest today is Thomas Zock, Vice President of Care Management Clinical at Ascension, Wisconsin. And Dr. Zock, I am really eager to talk with you today about the morning huddle and some of the other initiatives that you're overseeing. And we're really glad that you joined us here on Sound Practice Podcast. Welcome. Well, I'm really excited and pleased to be with you here today, Cheryl. And thank you very much for having me. Good, good. We, uh, we have a lot to talk about today and uh, some interesting things about you as well and some of your background. I think the listeners are really going really gonna to find interesting. But let me first just kind of give a broad brush of who, you're, you know, who you are and where you've been. And uh, like we said, you're, you're at Ascension, Wisconsin, and you provide leadership and direction for the care and utilization management teams. You work in collaboration with the Ascension, Wisconsin hospitals, of which I think there are 22, you told me, yes? Yeah, and 111 clinics and over a thousand physicians and clinicians. Uh, and before Ascension Wisconsin, you were chief medical, you've, you've played the roles of chief medical officer um, of care navigation, clinical documentation and compliance for ministry health care, and you are a board, you're board certified in uh, four areas we talked about internal emergency and sports medicine and clinical lipidology. So, pretty, pretty impressive background and lots of. You bring lots to the table. So I thought we might start by you just kind of giving us a, a nice overview of what's your role at Ascension Wisconsin in, uh, in, your, in your current role. Well, th uh, thank you, Cheryl, for that um, excellent introduction. I uh, feel really blessed to be a physician. I've been a physician for over 30 years. And my current role in Ascension Wisconsin is that of a clinical vice president of care management. And as you mentioned, it's over... The, all of the hospitals within Ascension, Wisconsin, uh, and the many clinics we have, and all the very, very fine physicians and clinicians within the system. The clinical vice president role helps oversee the denial management mm -hmm. piece that takes place uh, within Ascension, Wisconsin. Sadly, all too often, but, it, but it's there. Um, I have the pleasure to interact with our health plans uh, as well. Um, additionally, we have developed a new internal physician advisor program. Uh, so um, I'm real pleased and excited that we're getting this physician advisor program uh, up and running. And other responsibilities include clinical documentation improvement. I like to call it clinical documentation integrity, mm -hmm. uh, along with interacting with our coders. Uh, so CDI more on the hospital uh, mm -hmm. side and the coders more on the, in the outpatient realm, although they're on the inpatient side as well. But on the, in the outpatient realm, we um, review the uh, HCC and, and RAF issues, the hierarchical condition categories, yeah. and the risk adjustment factor scores that in a population health management world are so very important uh, to address. Well, and that's, I mean, just a wide array of things that you oversee. And I, I also realized I didn't mention you've also had roles, a role in a health plan too. So the HCC, you, you know, the, all of the, the risk adjustments is something that's in your wheelhouse, as they say, that you add, you know, to this clinical role, which is fantastic. And 
I, given all of the responsibilities you have and the fact that you've, you know, you've cared for patients and you've been the chief medical officer and you've, you've evolved to this role, I'm curious what, what drives you to do this work in your, in your lifetime at, at this point? You know, what, what's that passion behind it? Well, uh, uh, the leadership role, um, that, that particular responsibility um, ha has become a natural fit and, and I'll tell you why. Um, as, a, as a young man, I was quarterback of our, our, of our football team, and the quarterback is looked upon as a leader yes. of the huddle. Yes. Um, and we'll be getting into huddles in a little bit, but it seems to be a natural fit mm -hmm. to be leading huddles again a after uh, all of these years. But at a young age, I, I learned leadership skills out on the sporting field. And then that um, it, uh, then uh, continued into my residency training where I was chief resident in uh, 1985 to 1986 in that year at the Marshfield Clinic. And, and that was a, a leadership role with much responsibility. And then I have been blessed to have um, uh, achieved other leadership roles, including um, emergency room uh, director. I led our emergency room independent team um, in, the, in the Fox Valley uh, over the years. And then that um, sort of uh, transpired into the uh, health plan medical directorship for some years at, at um, a regional health plan. And um, then you mentioned chief medical officer role. Yep, yep. And now it's this vice president clinical role. So lots of uh, leadership roles up to this point to hone me mm -hmm. for this very, I believe, very important role for uh, Ascension Wisconsin. What excites you about all of these leadership roles? I mean, have you, did you just sort of, were you pulled into them, pulled along, as they say, or did you seek them out? How, why do you think you, you kind of migrated into these leadership roles along, along your career path? Well, I've always uh, looked upon as being, uh, looked upon the roles as, as an honor, in that many times they're voted upon uh, by, by peers, or you are um, <clears throat> placed in such roles, uh, by the leadership within the respective uh, facilities where you're working. So first of all, it's an honor to be con considered a leader. Um, but ad additionally, I look upon my leadership style as that of a servant leader. And I, I like to think of that as an intersection between being authentic, mm -hmm. being an authentic leader, and, and tying that into being value, strongly value-based. And if we look at our values within Ascension, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. I, I remember them very well because I love to learn by acronyms. And I've learned the acronym Wisconsin Doctor, W-I-S-C-D-R. So W for wisdom, okay. I for integrity, S for service of the poor, C for creativity, D for dedication, and R for one of my favorite values, reverence. So. The reverence piece, I had, I, when I was in actively in practice, I had much reverence for my patients and their care. But I also now can apply that to my colleagues and help lead them care for patients in a, res, in a very respectful uh, manner. So that reverence piece I, I, I really embrace, yeah, that's if a, you will, but all of values. Yes, but I mean, you can tell, you know, obviously this is audio, but. I can see, because we're here in this uh, makeshift studio together, often we record sound practice on Zoom, so I'm not always with the people, but um, you know, you can really tell there's a shift in you 
when you talk about that reverence, you know. So it's clearly something that you're very passionate about, which is wonderful. And so let's let's move over to talking about the morning huddle a little bit. So we talk about how you're leading your colleagues in, um, you know, why the so kind of what what was the genesis of the morning huddle? How does it work, and how are you leading your fellow clinicians in doing this work? Well, first of all, um, I'm so excited to be within Ascension, Wisconsin because they embrace the huddle concept. And research has proven that open communication fosters employee satisfaction and increases retention. And I look upon huddles as an excellent communication tool uh, to use. So Ascension Wisconsin is currently successfully using huddles at all levels to engage leaders and associates. And the ultimate goal is to explain the why, uh, the why behind the work. So what drives our business strategy and growth in an ever-changing industry? So the huddles engage and they challenge and they connect our associates to our, simp uh, our system's purpose while educate educating them at the same time along that journey. And so the way this works in Ascension, Wisconsin, is that we have developed a daily connection calendar that assists the leaders with the, the huddle format. And every day there's a daily reflection uh, that we use to start off the huddles. And that is designed to get at our organizational core values that I've, that I've already discussed and follows up with a discussion question. Then the huddle gets into recognitions, very important for our associates, key updates, mm -hmm. there's that communication piece, demand and capacity, safety, quality, projects and improvements. All of that can be uh, discussed at the huddles, which last anywhere from 50, 15 to 30 minutes. So they can be very, very brief. So additionally, at, at Ascension Wisconsin, we have huddle notes that are distributed weekly via email to leaders to inform about key strategic updates and important news. Um, and that helps further the system's growth. And then we cascade that to our reports and to our uh, associates just to keep them uh, on the cutting edge. And if you look at our huddle note email opening rate, it's consistently around 75%. Wow. So, so it is a popular communication tool. Yeah. We know that it's being used. So let me expand on a couple points. So you started by saying, each huddle begins with reflection. And I think, just so people don't gloss over that, and I actually have the benefit of having worked with Ascension for a number of years, not as an employee, but you know, in a project basis, and I was always very impressed. Reflection, when you say that, you mean it's a little daily, uh, it's, a, it's a spiritual reflection, right. which I have, was always impressed at Ascension, and they're still doing it, so this yes. is great, the consistency with which the, the message uh, and the values, the mission, vision, values gets communicated through because it's all about service to the poor and caring for everyone and all of that. So that's a wonderful start. And then the other thing I wondered is when you're doing the recognitions, is that for patient care or could be anything that you're recognizing nurses, physicians, and others for? Correct. It, it, it is a recognition of, of work that's being well done. So to show gratitude mm -hmm. for the excellent work. We're all so busy, and, and time is of the essence. We're always working around the clock, right? Yeah. Um, but to take a pause every day at these huddles and say, okay, let's recognize really good work. 
we, uh, we, try to, we need to do a better job, let me put it that way, as a system to recognize successes. Too often we hear about things that are not going right. And necessarily in healthcare that happens, mm -hmm. that those issues need to be addressed. But we believe it's very important to acknowledge really good work too and acknowledge, no, we're having daily successes as well. That exceed some of the other issues by yeah. far. Yeah. So in acknowledgement uh, of the great work that's being done out there. So how many huddles would you say are going on across Ascension, Wisconsin on a daily basis? Because they're in many, all of the units, I'm not sure, or, or the clinics, uh, how many are happening? I, I, I would say at, at many of the units, um, you know, throughout Ascension, um, that gets, that really delves in, as I mentioned earlier, the safety issue, mm -hmm. some of the quality issues, uh, some of the capacity concerns we have. Um, but at, at almost all of our hospitals on a daily basis, that, that is happening. So there are many, many huddles taking place. Now, um, I know you wanted to ask me about the hulls I currently lead. Yes, exactly. Should, should so we, yeah, let's talk, we, uh, talk about that. Should you, we jump into you, that? You personally oversee some of these. Right. So Monday through Friday, I have the pleasure to talk to 19 of our 22 hospitals. And it's divided into three different huddles. Uh, and this all started in March of uh, 2017 when we were advised that our observation days were quite high mm -hmm. in comparison to some of the other uh, states where uh, Ascension exists. And, and so we decided to develop huddles to address our daily observation service patients. Uh, those patients who are in outpatient status and we're providing an observation service to and those patients who are classified as outpatient in a bed. We have expanded that to a degree to involve some of the questions on inpatient uh, status as well, but most of the attention is placed on the observation cases. So um, one huddle is dedicated to our critical access hospitals. Mm -hmm. That's uh, typically at 11.30 every day. And are we, are we, you dialing into that? Yes. I mean, you're yeah, I have a Skype, I, I have a Skype connection okay. which is so they see so it's like a video which conference. is which is almost always just audio to be very oh, clear oh okay all right on occasion i will go to the one of the hospitals and be there and be physically present and i try to visit all the hospital hospitals to talk with our uh, care management and utilization management associates and the clinicians and phys physicians at those respective hospitals um, but every day, and, and, and they are, it's designed to go 30 minutes. We're usually done in 15, but okay. it can go 15 to 30 minutes. We discuss all of our observation cases and issues surrounding the observation cases. Uh, since the observation uh, service is designed to last no more than 48 hours typically, at the 24-hour mark, we, we address those situations where, what is our plan? Is it to discharge? What is the discharge plan? Or will this patient require an inpatient transition? Or if it's no to both of those, what's the barrier? So then we talk about barriers mm -hmm. that may be leading to a, a longer length of stay. Or we talk about any dis other discharge barriers. Or what has really um, evolved, we get into very strong clinical discussions 
on, on respective illnesses, entities that have led to the admission. And we get into good clinical discussions many times with a clinician or a physician caring for the patient. Mm -hmm. That seems to have added significant value uh, to the huddles. So 11.30, critical access. 12.30, we talk to our North Region in Fox Valley hospitals. 1.30, we talk to our South Region hospitals. And so it goes, Monday through Friday. This is great. And, the, and it's very active. Uh -huh. Debate is encouraged. Well, that's what's interesting. Right? So you're saying all this clinical dialogue is happening that right. may not have been if everybody was, as you mentioned earlier, everyone's so busy. They're just running right. from this or that, running to this or that. But with the huddle, they have to stop and there's discourse amongst the right. team. Right. In the, in, and I should back up and say, at the beginning of the huddle, we do reflections. Y yes, well, now, so yeah, we, right? we start with reflections, start with reflections and always. so we get everyone centered and comfortable. But it's very important that all understand there's no question that's a bad question, mm -hmm. and that the, there's open debate uh, on these cases, and it gets quite active. Yeah. It gets quite exciting at times. Then, when our discussion is done, if it's a clinical entity that may be new. Uh, to the nurses on the call or the clinicians, I will go into my library mm -hmm. and find a good evidence-based article and send that to them to help close that loop mm -hmm. of communication with the added caveat that they, we can talk about it tomorrow if there are any questions. Great. So then, so you've had the discussion, and if there's, if there's an article and evidence-based about something, they get a follow-up, and then it could also be part of the the discussion again, right. but it closes. I love that because you and I had talked about how much you appreciate and enjoy education. Then oh. this is this is such a joy for you. So, so what would you say are, you know, some of the top two or three impacts that you've had with these huddles? What would you say the value, the benefits, the impact? You know, what you choose which. Number one, it's a communication connection. It's a connection to a leader for those hospitals, especially critical access, but for our other larger hospitals, there's a leader talking to them every day. There's a connection there. And if they have um, an issue, they have a place to at least start. And, um, you know, so the, so the communication piece, that's first and foremost. Okay. And I think, it's, I think the teams involved would say that that's of most value. Secondly, it's a help in regards to understanding the regulatory state uh, of affairs that's ever-changing. And when regulations change, we do use the huddle to address that with our respective teams. And then thirdly, the education that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I believe they look upon this as growth in their work. That's my prayer, that I'm adding growth to their work day upon day, and they have a friendly voice that's willing to listen to their issues and talk to them mm -hmm. and communicate to them. So I think those are the, the three top issues that have uh, come out of this. The education piece, that, that initially was not a large part of our huddles. That has evolved into being a major positive mm -hmm. for the huddles. Any um, metrics differences that you've seen? You mentioned the observation services issue. Have you seen a move in the needle there right. so far? Yeah, our observation day rate has, has dropped considerably. Mm -hmm. Our observation, we follow a leading metric called observation percent discharge. 
So the number of observation discharges divided by total discharges. And we have noticed a, a, definitely a reduction in that, a, a, a big trend down, mm -hmm. with a few blips every, every once in a while in the months. And then we go round back to the hospital where we think there's an issue, try to address any concerns there. It's usually a resourcing issue, mm -hmm. interestingly enough, is what we find. We, we try to crack that, okay. and, but the trend has definitely decreased, I think, quite dramatically. Well, and the know, fact that you've got, you've got a, a process for this now. So you're watching it, you're seeing it, instead of Ascension calling and saying, you know, your, your observation services are different than everyone. One of these things is not like the other. Now you have this process in place, and you can catch those little blips right. because you have something in place. Right, so we, we get monthly updates, monthly trends that I can feed back to our respective hospitals if there's any uh, quality improvement that need, needs to be done. And I think, again, the teams have found that very valuable, especially during their uh, monthly utilization management committee meetings. Mm -hmm. So we try to share that information with them. One other thing that comes up, and that's the denial situation where uh, the denial rate is, I, th I think we all know, is on the rise from our payer sources, whether it be the government or third-party payers. This also gives us an opportunity and gives me an opportunity to coach the physician if they're asked to do a peer-to-peer, -peer, okay. to coach them uh, in regards to um, uh, uh, at least completing the peer-to-peer -peer and how to complete them because many physicians are, are uh, I think, frankly, a little nervous to do the peer-to-peers at first mm -hmm. until they get used to it. And so once they have done a few, uh, the coaching sessions really decrease quite a bit. So it gives me an opportunity to at least discuss when peer-to-peers arise, uh, um, who needs to do them, and if there are questions around that. So we've used the huddles for that as well. That's great. And I, I imagine as you roll things out and over time, you, you, some things work better than, the, than others. If you were to kind of look back and say, gosh, if we could have done this a little differently, you know, save, save your colleagues some time, what would you have maybe thought about differently? That you thought might work, but didn't quite, you pivoted. Back, back in March of 2017, we started quickly. And um, if I had to do that all over again, the communication would have been far better to begin with because at first I believe that created a fair amount of anxiety on the hospitals who are on, on the um, uh, huddle calls. I see. Um, after we settled in, I think they got used to my uh, very uh, laid back style, very open, nurturing style. I think that really helped them be more comfortable. Some of the uh, care uh, managers were social workers and I'm so impressed with our teams. Their clinical background uh, is, is very strong. And, and so um, there was, I think, some anxiety there that I wish, uh, in retrospect, I would have communicated much stronger mm -hmm. to kind of alleviate that and make that transition a little bit smoother. Um, I, I really have to call out our teams. They're great. They're very engaged. I think they do look forward uh, to, to the uh, huddles. That's the feedback uh, we're getting. The second thing uh, that um, I, I think earlier on mm -hmm. I would have implemented was the educational sessions. Oh, is that the follow-up uh, information? Correct. 
And, and so how this evolved was we, were talk, we would talk about should this patient be transitioned to inpatient and why? Well, necessarily we have to talk about the clinical entity they're treating mm -hmm. and then get into the logistics of why this should be inpatient versus continuing as an outpatient. That gets into discussion of the disease entity. And we, we started a little modestly mm -hmm. with that at first, but necessarily that grew. Um, we could have started that a little earlier, but uh, I'll tell you, it's really grown into, I think, I think being one of the more popular parts of the huddle. So making sure that when you're implementing something like this, the communication, that you don't rush into it, that anxiety is allayed, that everybody really understands the purpose and right. that we're going to do this. And then this education piece, this follow-up piece, because honestly, until you shared that with me before we started, before we turned on the recording today, that I found that very interesting because my understanding of huddles isn't that there's that follow-up piece. Right. Um, but when, you know, when everybody, it's like when everybody learns, a rising tide floats all boats, right? right. So it's really nice that you, you've added that in. I think it's Brilliant. A, a great way to put, put that, and um, my altruistic feeling on that is I want them to grow as well. Mm -hmm. I want them to be a lifelong learner like I am. Yeah. And uh, good things come out of being a lifelong uh, learner. So um, as we kind of head toward the exit door here, tell me um, if you had sort of a crystal ball over the next year, what would you like to see as the improvements that occur because of the morning huddles that you're running? Cheryl, that's a great question. And um, the hope and prayer is that our work on getting the status right up front mm -hmm. improves. If we get, whether it's inpatient or outpatient status, if we get that right up front, the denial rate, more often, the denial rate is, is reduced because we're spending a lot of resources, expending a lot of time on addressing the denials. And so anything that can help prevent denials from taking place would not only be appreciated by our system, but by the health plans as well. Yes, I'm because sure. they expend a lot of resources putting through the denials and doing the peer-to-peers. So our goal is to get the status right up front, not to see how many we transition, it's to get the status right up front. So my hope is we see a, a trend downward that way. Secondly, a year from now, with the new physician advisor program we're building, mm -hmm. I would like to see my young physician advisor colleagues take some of the huddles over because I believe it's refreshing to have that young infusion, uh, different perspective, if you will, on how to address some of these issues and perhaps a different way to educate. And I think that's really healthy. And so uh, my goal is to e eventually help delegate some of those duties to uh, our physician advisors. We have simply an excellent physician advisor who's been in our, uh, in our um, system, Dr. Willard, uh, for a number of years. And she already is very involved with the huddles and adds so much. It's that different perspective yeah. that I think is so valuable uh, for others, others to hear. For the most part, we agree on most issues, but I love her perspective. I, I love the debate that that stimulates over, over cases. A lot of these cases are not straightforward, and so it requires 
some discussion and, and think through, mm -hmm. if you will. Well, and it sounds like this is a theme, kind of uh, this discourse and discussion and agree to disagree, you know, everything, what's best for the patient, that under your leadership, that's what you're fostering, is this okay. feeling that everybody can speak their mind and, and it's all right. It's all accepted. Well, I, I'm glad you brought up the patient. Uh, ultimately, that's our goal. Yeah. We want to impact patient care in a very positive way. And to get the status right up front mm -hmm. does help with that. But also our educational discussions on, is this the correct diagnosis? And if it is, what additional things should we be doing? My, my fervent hope and prayer is that is impacting our patient care in a very positive way, and I think it is. In that, to get the status right up front, we, we talk about quality and safety for the patients. It also has some financial ramifications for the patient as well. So anything we can do to positively impact patient care um, and think of their families is, is something really worth being passionate about and really worth getting right. Awesome. Final thoughts on uh, those uh, physician leaders thinking about implementing morning huddles or improving their morning huddles, what would you say to them? Some final thoughts. Uh, please consider this as one of your communication tools. It is wonderful. Um, it, it is an honor to be able to interact with your associates on a daily basis, whether it's face-to-face, -face, which I'm old-fashioned, I believe that's ideal, mm -hmm. or if it's Skype because of our geography, I necessarily have to handle it that way. And sometimes it's simply audio. Sometimes it's a phone call. Just that using that as a communication tool regularly is, is, is far better than um, I think a lot of the systems have, have uh, performed up, up to this point. So that's one thing. Secondly, when you embark on the huddles, try not to um, cure world hunger. And by that I mean try not to address all of the issues uh, these are brief 15 to 30 minute interactions. Mm -hmm. And so hone in on issues that you can address and then be ready for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And you can you know, go back and continue to address incrementally some of the other, uh, some of the other issues. So to try, to try to do too much in the huddle, uh, there's diminishing returns uh, on the effectiveness of the huddle. Is that, is that Yes, absolutely. The, the great thoughts, great, uh, great discussion. And, you know, we really appreciate your time, Dr. Zach. So you went from the, the, the football huddle to the morning huddle, and it's, it's a great story. You're, you're leading, your leadership is really producing great results. So thanks for sharing. Thank, thanks so much, Cheryl. Appreciate okay. it. Thanks for being on Sound Practice. Tothi, your introductory remarks about Dr. Zach and the improvement morning huddles have made at Ascension, Wisconsin, spot on. I really enjoyed listening to this episode. I'm so glad you did. Uh, it was really such a pleasure, and there's no uh, bumfuzzle about the reason <laughs> why Dr. Zock is such a perfect fit for leading the huddles. I, I think it's clear from listening to him that it's his passion. Oh, absolutely. And it was an interesting aha moment for me, uh, Tothi, to hear Dr. Zock's emphasis on uh, the educational piece sending evidence-based data and other information out to folks after the huddle. Very, very useful. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was interesting in my conversation with him that sort of came out organically that 
uh, it wasn't something that they were in, expecting. You know, they really thought it was going to improve communication uh, amongst uh, associates and physicians. And of course, they were looking to move the needle on uh, their observation days. Uh, that was the genesis of, of the huddles in the first place. But he really found that his, his interest in being an educator was um, able to contribute as, as a nice, nice thing as part of the huddle. So all good. Well, um, mm. Mike, we are complete. That wraps up our first episode of 2020. Thanks for listening, everyone. And if you enjoyed what you learned today, please tell your colleagues. And I hope you'll subscribe if you haven't already on, on one of the podcast apps. That way you always get the latest episode just dropped right in. And we know you're very busy but we need reviews. So if you could give us a star rating or write a short review from within your podcast app, we'd love it. And Mike, do you want to explain to listeners how they would do that? Sure. So I use Apple podcast and here's how it works in there. Open sound practice from a library of podcasts you subscribe to. The next screen shows a list of all the podcasts that are available or that you've downloaded. Just scroll to the bottom and you'll see where you can write a review or rate us. And Tothi, let's hope our listeners feel appropriately satiated with knowledge today that they are inspired to give us an excellent review. Yes, I do hope so. I hope folks will take just two minutes to give us that review or at least pick a star on the five-star rating. It really helps us out. And if you'd prefer to give us feedback directly or make a suggestion about the podcast, email us at feedback at soundpracticepodcast.com. Thanks for listening to our episode on morning huddles today. Join us for our next episode. We release one every other Wednesday. Bada bing, bada You've been listening to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders. Check out the show notes for this episode at soundpracticepodcast.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear them. Email us at info at soundpracticepodcast.com. Subscribe to Sound Practice wherever you listen to podcasts so you can automatically receive our episodes. And please rate us and comment on the podcast in iTunes and Google Play. Sound Practice is presented and produced by the team at American Association for Physician Leadership. We are the world's premier organization for all aspects of physician leadership in every sector of healthcare. Learn more at physicianleaders.org. Holy cow, that man Robin went from Kapow.